So now we're going live on Facebook. Uh, Zoom is letting us select the group. I'm going to Whoopsie Fight Club. Saying data, but it thinks data or bad. That's funny. Dot, dot, da da, duh. There we go. Sometimes these live transcripts are a little weird. So I just want to make sure it's kind of working right. So good morning. All right. <laughs> you got to have fun when you can. That's all I'm saying. You know, I mean, all the moments and opportunities to have a good time are important. And that way you're enjoying your life a whole lot more. So I want to say thank you for making it to day seven. Congratulations and investing in yourself and the time to move forward with your life and to be the best version of yourself. So you can go from being an epilepsy warrior to an epilepsy champion. And that's ultimately what we want is you winning battles. We don't want you coming out of the gladiatorial pits, being all bloodied and murdered and mangled up to a carcass and being tossed to the wayside because you need to take care of yourself like you matter because you do and you know the more you invest in yourself the more that you're going to understand just how important it is to follow through with actions and not just make a plan and hope for the best because hoping in one hand and crapping in the other you know you can see which one fills up and oftentimes you're just going to find a lot more crap so i mean you got to make sure that you you plan for the worst but you hope for the best you want to make sure that you know what you're doing when you're having these tough days you know what you're doing when you're having your good days and you're finding balance within yourself and your mind your body your emotions uh, and that way you're able to properly enjoy life again, because when you're out of balance, when these things are can conflict with each other, when they're battling each other back and forth, you know, if your brain is physically having seizures, you know, your body is going to be worn out. You're going to be emotionally exhausted. Your thoughts are going to be a little scrambled. So this is why we talk about making sure you're working on your mindset, making sure that you know what it is that you want and why it is. So then you can figure out how are you going to take action? What can you do to reach your goals of having a better life? One where you are actually in control of what's going on, where you can live with epilepsy even when the drugs don't work and other people, your medical providers don't have the answers beyond a surgery that is hit or miss. And, you know, this is are the solutions you need to make sure that you're advocating for yourself. You are the only one that knows you like you. You are the only one that can tell the doctors what is going on with you. And oftentimes, a lot of the doctors expect you to understand their terminology, their language, 
the way that epilepsy works because they've been so caught up in this. They already know it. They just expect everybody else to. So they kind of expect you to do your research, do your homework so that you can communicate effectively on their level. So it's not often fair. There should definitely be a much easier handout, scripts, just education in this whole process about what is epilepsy, what it can do to your life, to the people in your life, and how to help calm them down as well as yourself. So today, you know, we're going to cover a little bit more. We're going to get into the spirits of the body, the spirits of life, the spirits of the now through traditional mental medicine, as well as uh, just bringing together the whole mind, body, spirit, the triad, the mind, body, emotions, the holistic care that you need to make sure that you are addressing as best as you can. And I know sometimes it gets tough, it gets rough, it gets tumbly. You know, it's like riding a roller coaster you just can't get out of. And so you're not sure about the ups and the downs and the swings and the upside downs. And, and uh, it can get pretty, pretty exhausting. So we want to make sure that you aren't exhausted. We want to make sure that you are taking a day to rest. It's day seven. You know, you've been gotten so far. And this is the perfect moment to discuss what do you do on the seventh day? And then oftentimes in religion and stuff, they call it a holy day and you're supposed to rest, um, whether it's worshiping your deity or whether it's just, you know, it really comes down to just taking a day off for yourself so that you have the momentum and the power and the strength to do more things. I try to stay off social media. I try not to do any work. I try to make sure that at least on Sundays, I'm not doing anything, but today is Sunday. If you're watching this live, if you're watching this recorded, it could be any other day of the week. But what you're doing is on the seventh day, when you're doing your rest day, your final day of this week, you need to make sure that you're taking time for yourself. You need to make sure that you are not doing what you've been doing all week and just trying to push through to reach your goals, whether they be personal, whether they be business, whether they be your health, just to maintain sanity. You know, whatever your goals are, you just need to make sure that the seventh day is about planning for tomorrow, as well as making sure that you are rested. Give yourself a break. You deserve it. You've been through so much this week. You've got day one, day two so far. We've been talking about mindset. And you're saying you've been able to understand how what you focus on is the reality that you create. So you want to make sure that you're not focusing on all the problems, on all these things in your life that are preventing you from being the person you really want to be. You need to focus on is how to learn to love yourself and how to do more for yourself, how to take actions that follow through with your thoughts, because where the mind goes, the energy flows. So if your energy is going to destructive powers, then you're just going to be destroying yourself. We don't want that. You don't want that. Say, yes, I don't want to destroy myself. Yes, I want to be able to think better. I want to remember what's going on. I want to know what the plan is and how to relax. So yes, it is okay to not know all the answers. Yes, it's okay to be growing and to learning. It's okay to fall down and get back up thing is you got to get back up you got to be the one that says i want more for me 
and I'm going to learn to do better. I'm going to invest in myself and be the best version of myself. These are things you should be saying to yourself. So I have a few phrases up here on my wall that I look at every day. I do my best to read these. Uh, I have one that goes across the top of my closet. It says, you know what you've been through and what it took to take back your life. So if you don't know what it takes yet, this hopefully gets you a head start so that we can do some shortcuts, shorten the learning curve, you know, ease your pain and suffering through compassion and evidence into the best version of yourself. So you're not dealing with, you know, family members that are too scared to let you live your life or too upset or too worried or whatever to allow you to change, to evolve into the next version of themselves, yourself. You know, you don't have to deal with these doctors that are trying to tell you that you're crazy, that you're the problem, that they don't have the solution for you, but it's all your fault because they're incapable of doing anything other than what they've been taught. They can't think outside the box. They can't learn more. They can't grow. And this just happens all the time. You have to make sure that you are the number one, the number one, you are the number one. See, I'm number one, Alma. I'm number one. Yes, I'm number one. Yes, 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 right? Yes, we. you are number one. You got to make sure you are number one in your life. You are number one. Lead in your healthcare. You are the number one person that is making the decisions for yourself. Because if you're allowing other people to make decisions for you, if you're not doing your research, if you're not learning and you're not growing, you're going to feel out of control. You're going to feel this in your mind, your body and your, your emotions are just going to be a little more reckless because you need to have some frameworks to work with. You need to have some structure. And the more it sounds crazy, but the more structure, the more you kind of put into place rules for yourself. The more freedom you have in life, the more you're going to be able to move forward and do amazing things, you know, like travel up and down the state from one end of the country to the other, you know, and able to fly across the country without drugs, without doctors, without friends or family or anybody else around to make sure you have the safety net, you know, and oftentimes we are going to fall down, but we got to know what to do when we have a hard time. we got to know what to do when we we get past that threshold when we push and we're trying to grow a little bit and you're like, oops, I did too much today. I got to rest and take care of myself. So I remember when I was first dealing with epilepsy and being sick with meningitis and everything, like there was times I literally slept 20 hours in one day. I was awake for four and then went back to sleep for like another 16. So this was kind of the process. Your body heals when you're sleeping, when you're resting. This allows your muscles to repair. This allows your organs and tissues and everything to go through the process. I mean, your brain never shuts off. Your heart, it never shuts off. These things are constantly running and you need to love them and say, hey, thank you for putting up with everything that I've been doing. Thank you, you gotta love them. Be grateful that these things are still optimally running as best as they can, despite our best efforts to do things that they do not agree with. So this is why it's important to give them a break, give them some rest. So give them some love, love yourself, because this is how you become the best version of yourself by saying, you know, I'm worth it. So yes, say yes, I'm worth it. I am worth it. Yes, 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 I'm worth it. You are, you are totally worth it. So this is why we're going to work on 
taking a break. So if you've got all these thoughts that are running wild, got all these actions you've been trying to do and trying to not do, you know, if these are all stirring up all kinds of emotions in you that are causing unrest and you need to make sure that you are resting. So one of the best things I'm gonna start off with recommending is a little bit of meditation. So if you don't know how to meditate, it starts off with really just being mindful, mindfully aware. So we can do this together. Um, I did actually meditate about 15 minutes before uh, starting this up. Uh, and I did some Tai Chi before that. I honestly find that it's a little easier to do some yoga or stretching or Qigong, uh, Tai Chi, whatever it is, just to kind of help settle that energy that's all kind of trying to go everywhere. It's help focus, and especially working on breath. Relaxing is really important. If you're doing sitting meditation. You know, you want to stretch out your legs, your hips, your back, your shoulders, your neck, your jaw, your eyes. I mean, all this stuff you want to make sure that you're doing. So there can be a preparatory you know, period where you're doing it in exercise, you're doing it in yoga or whatever. It can also be just sit down. If you haven't yet, just sit down. You can either sit regular with your legs crossed. This is like a little less stable than sitting down with a half lotus. So real quick, I'm gonna turn this down here. So I'm sitting in what's called half lotus right now, uh, where your feet, one is stacked on top of the other. This is often a lot easier for people. So personally, um, this is really comfortable. I have some of my mentors, my masters, my teachers, they sit this way because this is easier for them. It's easier on the knees and they don't have to worry about um, sitting in full lotus, which can be quite uncomfortable for a lot of people. Honestly, I've been doing meditation for, oh man, like almost 25 years now. So this, uh, I'm able to sit in a lotus and you notice I've got a black sock and a white sock. So it's kind of that whole balance of, we got, yang and yin you know so yin yang going on today just to kind of help show you that things are in balance you know this is kind of how life is there's a little bit of darkness there's a little bit of light and together this forms our lives this forms who we are so sitting in full lotus is actually the most stable position that you can sit in uh it, you know generally your knees and your butt and everything are flat on the ground you're, you're not going to fall over. So you work on this. Uh, uh, you're sitting, you can sit up. Uh, what you want to do is sit tall. So whether you're sitting in full lotus, whether you're sitting here in half lotus, you know, it's all about the same thing. You want to sit tall. You know, we talk about it in our meditation group about sitting like a big giant uh, colossal bell. So just make, if you've ever seen any of these old Asian bells, they're just huge and they just sit on the ground, very sturdy, very planted, and they don't move. I mean, you can ring the bell, but that does not shake the bell. It doesn't move. It's just very sturdy and strong and in one place. So the other side we talk about is sitting tall like a tree. So if you've ever done any yoga, there's tree pose. You know, tree pose kind of helps you like be real tall. So this is that same concept as you want your head to be lifted up and your back and spine to be straight. And this actually helps with blood flow circulation. It helps with the brain. 
and you can find discomforts while you're sitting here. And you know, I highly recommend if you find one, you want to stretch a little bit, you can take a couple minutes to like become aware of it and breathe into it. So one of the other things that we do is we talk about breathing. You know, make sure that when you're breathing, it's slow, soft, long, and deep. Because when you're in panic mode, when you're freaking out, when you're in pain, when all these things are going on, you'll notice your heart rate is going fast and your breathing is just, it's really fast, it's really shallow. And so the way to calm this down and get your body out of this hypervigilance, out of this panic state, out of anxiety, out of depression, out of all these problems you're having is really to work on your breath because through the breath, your body, your, your, your soul, your being, your essence is able to experience your body. You're able to control and calm down the way that your body is just freaking out. I've done this a whole lot on myself. This is how I've been able to, to maintain a lot of my seizure control because there's so much crazy energy going in the head. You know, when I was sitting down and meditating, when I first started off, um, with my epilepsy, I would literally find myself walking circles in the other room. This is a side effect of sometimes you have a seizure and you'll come to walking circles somewhere. Um, it gets scary, man. Seriously, I was not, I mean, I always wondered like what happened if I made it out the door like that and stepped into traffic or some of this other stuff. So I don't know. It was really weird finding myself walking circles. And other times if I wasn't walking circles, it meant I had a seizure while I was trying to meditate and I was literally blacked out, passed out, unconscious, still sitting in full Lotus, just backwards laying on the floor. So uh, it can be really scary when you don't know what you're doing or don't know what's going on. And, you know, I use meditation to help repair my brain damage. So after my stroke and I lost, uh, got really hard to think and talk and do some stuff. Um, then I was having stroke-like epilepsy after that. Um, I felt this spot in my brain just pop and just everything kind of go blank. And I could just feel part of who I was disappear and just kind of melt away. It was really, really, really scary. So there's still some stuff I don't remember, you know, but I have much better control and functions over my brain because I've taken this time and the moments to sit down, do my meditation, learn better. When I asked my teachers, what I should do. They didn't have the answers because they didn't have the experiences. They didn't know what was going on with me either. I got some very interesting answers, but uh, they did give me some answers that related to other stuff I had learned. And I learned the art of Kundalini meditation, where you talk about starting from the root chakra and you start working your way up. Uh, two of the major schools inside of traditional Oriental medicine are actually the kidney school, or I guess say the water school and the earth school. So one is about your constitution, about who you are and tonifying your essence, making you a better version of you by focusing on your constitution and focusing on your adrenals. You're, we're all about 70% water. So it's by adding, making sure your water intake is good. Your water balance is balancing the fire, fire that's burning, whether it be the passion of fire, whether it just be uh, liver yang rising, we call a lot of this stuff when you're having seizures and migraines and headaches and all these things up in the head. Uh, it's the way the energy flows, you know, the, the tree when it grows, it's up and out in all directions. That's wood. So the wood element, you know, we call um, liver energy. It doesn't mean your liver organ has got anything wrong with it. It's the energetics. So you have to understand we are energetic beings. 
if you haven't heard, you all remember from earlier in this week, I was talking about you cells on a cellular level. You're made up a lot of cells. So cells make up tissues, tissues make up organs, organs make up you. So it's all these deeper levels. So on a cellular level, you know, you have different parts of your cells. You got the outer wall, you got all these different things going on in there, but you have something called mitochondria. So your mitochondria are the powerhouses of the cells. They're the ones that are generating all the energy for your cells to work. So this is basically what energy is. This is chi. Your cells are making 0.6 volts at a time. So you've got all these cells in your body. So you're literally making 7.3, 7.6 trillion volts are running through your body just to run you. And your cells have all agreed to work together as best as they can to work with themselves. The problem is if you are out of alignment, if you are having some disorder, if your energy is not flowing right, you're going to stagnation. And when there's stagnation, there's pain, whether it's mental pain, physical pain, emotional pain. So you need to make sure that when you're moving through life, you're going the right direction. And we breathe in and our lung energy, it goes down. You know, our kidney energy, our water energy, it grasps that breath and it holds on to it and this is part of when we're balancing out you know the the metal and the water so metals actually generates water in chinese medicine so the breath it helps you generate more water in yourself it helps you clear out any of these toxins and impurities it helps you strengthen your adrenals strengthen your brain your essence we call the brain the sea of morrow and there are things that you can do to help make your brain your spinal cord work a whole lot better. If you've ever gone talk to a chiropractor, they will talk to you about how being in alignment is such a big deal and how you've got to come back a few times because your body's really used to being out of alignment. You know, after a seizure, I definitely feel like I've been pulled out of alignment. I have had to work on myself quite a bit. So one of my favorite tools, this is called a Theracane. I highly recommend it. Um, doesn't look like the, uh, word text went to that right but thera came so t-h-e-r-e-c-a-n-e -E -E. so thera came uh, you can find these on amazon maybe building a shop so you'll be able to order this from the drug free epilepsy foundation website so that you and we'll do some training on this somewhere down the road you'll have access to hopefully if you join the process join us we're going to teach you how to use this and you know end some of your pain and suffering through uh, physical manipulations of your spine, neck, joints, muscles. It hits acu acupressure. It hits uh, all these points are amazing. It's, seriously, it's really, I highly recommend it. I've been recommending it to my patients since, uh, and I graduated from school in 2009. So I just think I had patients. This has been one of my favorite things to recommend along with the foam roller. Uh, you can do so much repair and relaxation and improvement on your own life. If you're just taking the right steps, using the right tools, there are knockoff versions of this that just aren't the same thing. This one is amazing. So definitely look into something you can do to help you relax, whether you need a Theracane, you need a foam roller, you can roll yourself out on it. It's so good. It feels like a massage uh, that you give yourself. I do exercises on it. So you can get some cardio. It falls into the realm of Pilates exercises. So these are things you can do to help strengthen your core so it's easier to help sit in meditative states. You can sit longer. It's an exercise. So you can't expect that you're gonna sit down and meditate 
and last an hour if you've never practiced. So you've got to understand, like everything else, it takes practice, it takes effort, it takes intention. So I meditate every day, usually first thing in the morning and before I go to bed. Um, I highly recommend picking something, just even if it's just five, 10, 15 minutes. And throughout the day, I take time to like breathe and work on my belly breathing. So belly breathing is really easy. Uh, those of you who do not practice it, I highly recommend you do this all the time. You can place your hands over your stomach and you can actually feel when you breathe and your stomach comes out. So you wanna breathe in, your stomach comes out. You wanna breathe out and your stomach comes in. You know, this has actually been used throughout sports. Athletes use these in order to be able to improve their lung capacity, like when they're performing. So if you're, they're riding bicycles, if they're swimming, these are known techniques. It's called uh, diaphragmic breathing as well. And so basically it just allows you to take a deep breath and get into the bottom part of your lungs. So you're not breathing as superficially. You're able to calm down and surpass the mental pain the physical pain and the emotional pain because it's all it's all connected and through your breath you can do amazing things uh, i actually had a procedure done one time where they shoved this camera up my penis um and we're poking around inside my bladder trying to find my ureter to get up into my kidney telling me to relax because they're doing a horrible job at it and just kept poking me and it hurt so bad and i mean they didn't really give me much in the way of anesthesia it was just some local lidocaine i was like we need you to relax i'm like telling me to relax doesn't help but if you give me a second i will take care of this so i sat down and actually did a tibetan technique i had learned and it's a lot it was just throat chakra and i managed to just kind of check out so i basically just So I made that noise for a long time. So if you work on your breath, you can actually hold your breath for a while. So I do a lot of breath exercises. There are lots of things you can learn to strengthen your lungs. But with that technique, I was able to check out. So when they were done poking me and hurting me and prodding me or whatever, all it took was them saying, all right, Mr. Myers, we're done. And I got up off the table, completely conscious and aware without going through the discomfort and problems that uh, they were giving me while they're, uh, you know, roughing me up to do their procedures. So uh, again, they don't always have the answers. They just, people will often force on themselves just what they know. So if, if you need techniques to learn how to breathe, how to meditate, how to work through these things, like that's uh, what I'm here for is to help give you shortcuts to your success because you deserve a way to be able to do this, to have answers that actually work and that don't require abuse and battery. And you understand that we all have to learn. We all have to start from somewhere. And some of you might have some practice already doing this and just need a little bit more a fine tunage. Uh, and it really helps having somebody that understands what the epilepsy hell is going on, what it's like, what it's what you're going through. Because seriously, if you don't live with epilepsy, uh, just it's hard to understand. It's hard to fathom. I mean, it's invisible. Most people are like, yeah, you don't look like there's anything wrong with you. And 
you have to tell them when you're having a problem unless they're actually observant enough to be able to notice. I've had some conversations with people where they're like, oh, I can tell you're like getting a little worn out, a little worn down. You know, we're going to have to take a break. You know, I should probably take a break. And I appreciate that when people can acknowledge that for me. But there's been plenty of times where I'm saying like, look, I need a break right now. And people keep pushing and pushing and trying to get you to accomplish whatever their mission is for that particular moment without regards to your well-being because they have an itinerary they have feelings emotions and thoughts that they need to address and you know sometimes people just don't have the patience that you need to develop for yourself so uh, if you don't have people in your life with this patience and you don't have this patience for yourself either this is honestly one of the best ways to do it so i'm talking about sitting so if you're sitting whether it's cross-legged, again, that is fine. Cross-legged is fine. If you sit um, like this in half lotus, it's twice as beneficial to your health and well-being to be able to sit here in half lotus. If you sit in full lotus, it's two times as good as half lotus. So you're able to actually have a faster uh, recovery, faster intent, faster focus, faster strengthening of yourself from the core muscles on up because you're balanced, you're able to be activated. So you must realize when you're sitting up, your, your muscles are still tight in your back. You still want to be using core muscles. You want to still be sitting here and trying to relax as best as you can by stacking your vertebrae up from your neck all the way down, tuck your chin a little bit, bring your head back a little bit and you feel much more alignment. So you can feel your jaw relax and your face and head and everything. So I mean, you've got to do a lot of just trying to breathe into life, breathe through it. You know, only through uh, your breath can you truly experience the now. I mean, if you're in panic mode and you're freaking out over something that happened in the past, even if it was you had a seizure five seconds ago, that's still the past. It just happened. It's not currently happening. You're in recovery mode. And that can leave us in fight or flight for quite a while. And if you don't know how to get out of hypervigilance, don't know how to relax, uh, you're going to be feeling an awful lot more of the pain. And it's going to feel like suffering because pain is guaranteed in life. People get hurt. Things get rough and tough. But suffering is really an option. And sometimes we choose to suffer. We want to wallow in our misery or we just don't have the ability to move past the moment that we're at until we reach a point where we're saying, I have had enough. So this is where you want to make sure that you lean into the knowing and you are part of the culture of progress. So we talk about this in some of my other groups that I'm a part of and the whole trying to share, educate, make the world a better place by being a culture of progress. So what this means is helping you be the best version of you, becoming the next step, killing off whatever isn't good in your life, who you used to be, you know, and growing into this new thing, much like the phoenix that rises from its own ashes. You know, it's this beautiful bird of flames that flies and the wind it extinguishes, it falls and plummets into an ash. And then from these ashes rise up the beautiful Phoenix again. So it's a constant recycle of birth and rebirth, death, re-death, reinventing who you are to be the next best version of yourself. So every everything that happens in your life is going to demand that you, you step up. It's going to demand that you 
find new tools, new ways, better ways, or just improve the ones that you already have. Because maybe you know a little bit about this, these things, but you just haven't taken enough action in your own life to make it uh, your medicine, to make it uh, the tools that you need to be the best version of you. So, all right. Some of the things I also say to myself, you know, I've written up here, I must and I will. I highly recommend. I must get better. I will get better. Because if you say this to yourself, you're setting your intentions. You know, you're going to be able to follow through. These are good affirmations to be able to have in your life. Say, yes, I must find a way to end epilepsy hell. And yes, I will find a way to end my epilepsy hell. Because I can only show you the way, but you have to be the one that takes the steps. You have to be the one that takes the breaths, that takes breathes in life and exhales all the BS. You know, plants love carbon dioxide. So you want to make sure you're sucking in all that oxygen that they're giving you and you're breathing out lots of carbon dioxide for them. So when they talk about environmental control and change and all this stuff, it's not carbon dioxide we need to get rid of. Because uh, this is what helps the trees and the plants and everything you like live to survive off of, like helps them live, helps them grow. So we really need to stop cutting down the trees, the source of our, you know, our the love of life, the source of the land that helps provide all living beings that are oxygen-based breathers, like the oxygen that they need. Even inside the water, you know, you have plants that are in there that help oxygenate the water for the fish that use their gills to filter stuff out. Like, I mean, there's, there's a really high importance in making sure that you understand how it works and using your breath to be present, to calm down, to be able to enjoy life a whole lot better. So when you're panicking, when you're freaking out, you just bring yourself back to your breath. So we're talking about belly breathing. It's something I recommend when I was driving around and traffic and all this other stuff. It was one of my favorite things to do because it gets really stressful, especially here in L.A. Well, when I was in L.A., I'm up in Santa Barbara, right? So when I was in L.A., like it was battling traffic, driving to people's houses to give them acupuncture, to give them massage, to give them opportunities to learn, teaching them how to do exercises and discussing lifestyle changes as best as I could. Honestly, I feel like I could have I, I wish I could have done more and done better, but I was doing the best I could for myself at the time. And I've grown into a better person, much like you will, too. As you get older, you become a better version of yourself. And sometimes, you know, you become a better mean person or you become a better nice person. It just depends on what you want to be. Like the best version of yourself, ultimately, I'd hope, is the person that loves themselves. So love yourself. And then you can share this love with other people. You don't have to worry about why am I not good enough? Because you know that you are good enough because you've told yourself you're good enough. And then you've taken action to prove that you are good enough for more. You can have nice, healthy relationships with people that actually care about you. You can go do jobs. You can work. You can make an income. You don't have to survive entirely off of disability unless, you know, that's your dream life. Some people it is. I mean, my dad has repeatedly hurt himself over and over and over because his dream life is for everybody to take care of him and for him to not be, um, not have to worry about anything, responsible for anything. It's all everybody else's fault. So I hope that you're not one of these people that want to blame everybody else for your situation. Even if you're having a rough and tough time, it helps when you start changing the way you talk to yourself and other people. Um, you know, a lot of 
my girlfriend still points out the times when I was saying it was her fault for me having a seizure. And, you know, I mean, if she's people are yelling at you or they're just stressing you out, they don't listen to saying, I can't do this right now. Then I, I don't know. It's you can't really blame them because who they are. It's like still your own fault for having the seizure because your nervous system isn't okay with it. You're you need to be able to get out of hypervigilance. And sometimes you said these people in your life are not always ready. They don't have the mental, physical, or emotional training to be able to do stuff that is outside their own comfort zone. So this is why you need to learn to get outside your comfort zone, do new things and get better at them. And we talk about not running. I mean, if you walking as a kid, as a baby, like you, you fell down a lot and you weren't discouraged. You weren't said, oh, you're never going to walk. Look at this. Same thing when we start talking, you ever start learning another language, second language, learning an instrument. These things are great for improving memory and in, increasing your ability to think and function better. I mean, these are seriously highly recommended. Uh, Einstein actually learned to play violin at the age of 80. So, I mean, you're capable of doing so much. You just gotta make sure you know why and you put in the efforts and you give yourself a break and rest when you need it. So belly breathing is something you can do anytime because you're already breathing. And if you're not breathing, you're dead. So, I mean, if you're dead already, then this doesn't apply to you. But since you're watching this video, I'm going to assume that you're alive and you want to be alive and you're going to enjoy taking nice, calm breaths to calm your nervous system, to get yourself out of this hypervigilant state so you can rest and repair and enjoy life. So placing your hands on your belly is a good way to be able to tell if you can't tell if your stomach is rising or not. If you need to lay down, and practice this, it's also a lot easier to be able to tell if your stomach is rising versus your chest is rising or not. You can even put one hand on your chest and one on your stomach so you can see the difference of when you're breathing. Like, does your stomach come out? Does it go in? Or is your chest rising? A little harder for me to work on the whole chest breathing thing. I start getting a little out of breath. So, I mean, you understand like hyperventilating People pass out because they're not getting enough oxygen. So one of the best things you can do when you're in this state is close your eyes, put your tongue to the roof of your mouth. So curl your tongue, put your tongue to the roof of your mouth, close your lips and breathe through your nose. If you can't breathe through your nose, you should definitely work on addressing why your sinuses are clogged. Um, you should not be living if you've got allergies and or you're sick or all this other stuff people have chronic phlegm inside their deep sinuses and it will limit a lot of your ability to breathe so you want to make sure you're able to breathe breathing is really important you know curl your tongue up to the roof of your mouth take some nice deep breaths you can do this anywhere you can be in the car you can be on the floor after a seizure you can be in your bed you can be sitting in a chair you can be watching tv you can be at the restaurant whatever it is like this is your opportunity to help calm down your nervous system and this is one of the easiest fastest ways that you could do it uh is if you i mean the drugs help you out that's awesome if they don't help you out this is what you got to do is figure out what is the best way to master yourself you know are you you want to master yourself you want to be the best version of yourself like yes i want to be the best version of myself so make sure you're telling yourself that you you know you can do better and you're okay with the fact that it's hard that you have to make mistakes in order to make better choices 
This is how we learn. People that make good decisions get these good decisions from experience. And experience is made from making bad choices and bad decisions. So that's just how we grow is we make choices, we make decisions, we learn from it, we adjust accordingly. And we don't say, you know, look, I'm never going to be able to do this because if that's what you tell yourself, that's the reality you're going to create. So if you, this is the law of attraction is you create the reality that you think that you go towards, you tell yourself, this will be your reality. I mean, I, I've, got, I've got a friend who literally gave herself seizures, not epileptic, but she literally gave herself seizures thinking about giving herself seizures. So the mind is incredibly powerful. And if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not using your mind to build the future you want, the world is going to continue feeling like it's your enemy. It's going to continue feeling like it's the problem. And really the problem is you just, you haven't been taught. Nobody's come along and said, hey, look, this is the easiest, fastest, shortest way to be the best version of yourself every day of the week. So we're going to do a little quick, briefly. What we're going to say is go ahead and close your eyes. If you need to place your hands on your heart and chest, that's fine. And if you just need to breathe, you know, deeply and you can't do it through your nose, that's fine too. Just deep breaths are important. Ideally, when you're getting to it, you want slow, soft, long, and deep breaths so that you're not actually hearing your own breath. So when you breathe in, take a breath. You can hold it, count to one, two, three. If you're feeling your heart, you can feel heartbeat, pound, 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 then release. Feel your heartbeat, one, two, three, breathe in. Feel your heartbeat, one, two, three, release, breathe out. One, two, three, breathe in. One, two, three, breathe out. So if you continue this process, the more you practice, the better you get at it. So you can find yourself very easily. And this is what I've done lots of times. It helps me get back up off the floor after a seizure uh, is find the fact that, all right, I'm still alive. I'm not dead. Uh, that means that I still have a chance to do better and do more for myself. So I just focus on my breath until I can get up off the floor. And then generally I got to rest or whatever afterwards. So I might feel like I need to eat. I might feel like I need to sleep, whatever it is. I make sure I get the rest that I need. And other times, you know, they're not as severe and you're kind of able to carry on with what you're doing, but it's a lot easier when you are calming your nervous system, when you're getting yourself out of this fight or flight stage so that you're not yelling at the people around you, you're not beating yourself up, you know, you're not attacking, looking for something to attack when there's really no problem there to deal with anymore. Like the experience, you know, it's, it's over with, you just got to recover and find a way, hopefully to prevent going through the same thing again in the future. So that's why I use noise canceling headphones. I've learned earplugs help me out. I've learned, you know, sunglasses, visors, reduce a lot of the stimulation that's going on around me. You know, uh, it's really, really important to find out what it is that will help you relax and be calm. You know, make sure you're not pushing past the threshold over and over, coming back to your breath to experience the current moments. You know, this is why you want to visualize it, make it real. You want to protect your confidence because if you're doing a lot of stuff that you're not good at or that's new to learn, you're going to find that, you know, you're 
it looks like other people are doing better, doing better. You might be doing things wrong. So you have to understand that learning requires uh, some mistakes. It requires education. And the best way to do these things is to find somebody that has the experiences that you're looking for. Somebody that's been through it, they can say, hey, look, this, this is the shortcut. I've been there. Take my hand. I'll show you the way and get out of this to be the best version of yourself. We do this, whether it's in relationships. You know, oftentimes if you've got parents that have great relationships, you know, they're good to talk to about, hey, how do you two work out your problems? You know, but if you have parents that don't get along, that have been divorced and remarried several times, that just every time they have a problem, they, you know, they it's somebody else's problem somebody else's problem they just move on to the next person until they don't get what they want out of the situation anymore like you're going to find these are not the kinds of people you want to be uh, getting advice from you don't want people that don't aren't doing what you want giving you advice this just it's their their own insanity being placed on you 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 want to be able to make whatever it is that you're being offered your own and say imitation is the best form of flattery but really you have to make sure that uh, in order to be authentic, in order to be who you are, you make sure that it's your version, that it's about you and not just, you know, copying or imitating or being told, you know, do this or be this way. And you just really, you, you need to find out who you are, what makes you tick, what makes you work, what makes you think, how you feel. And meditation is a great way to calm yourself down, to be able to reflect and relax. Uh, other times you're going to bring up some crap. And you might find you have anxiety or, you know, if you're trying to avoid having a seizure, you know, this is where you combine this belly breathing in with some Kegel exercises that allow you to ground. That's really what it is. And when you're sitting down here, your, your um, root chakra is the closest to the ground. You know, you're, you're going to be grounding. Another thing you can do if you're trying to ground, if you're out walking around, being barefoot, is a great way to do grounding when you're walking. If you're around the house, it's a lot easier for a lot of people and not everybody wants to go walk around barefoot outside and step on rocks and things. So you have to be, you know, you gotta build up for that if that's what you wanna do. I've heard of some other people, they're just barefoot all the time. When I was in Kenya, I saw these people that didn't wear shoes, they were barefoot all the time. They just ran around everywhere. And all I could think about how is my feet weren't strong enough to or tough enough to be able to do that. So. There's things you can do to condition yourself if that's really what it is that you want. So, um, so you know that when the pain of staying the same is worse than the change, you know that that's when you know you're ready to do more because this is what we're talking about. We don't want you to be lost. You know, I don't want you to feel like there's nothing more to your life that there's nothing's going to get better because it does. It just feels like hell until you figure out what to do, how to do it, and you learn to grow into the next best version of yourself because life is either working on you or for you. And sometimes it working on you, it feels like it's you're taking a beating. And until you can understand this, until you master this, until you start putting these things into place, you're just going to keep feeling uh, crazy out of control. Uh, so you can work on this, you know, knowledge, is not enough you have to take action i mean if you just know something if you read something watch something it's just a good book it's a good story but until you take action until you make it yours 
you're never going to truly understand it. You can know something and not understand it. Just like the doctors know about epilepsy. They've read about epilepsy, but they can't understand it unless they've been through it. And there are some doctors out there that are. I personally have not met any other acupuncturists yet, but I'm still looking. Um, I don't know any doctors that are drug resistant that are trying to uh, maintain a practice and help people still. I mean, I, I've got some doctors I've talked to and seen that uh, have epilepsy and they're controlled with their drugs and they're controlled with their uh, surgeries or whatever. And then the other ones that aren't, I don't ever hear from yet. So I'm still looking for uh, some more, more people that also share this experience uh, and ability to teach this experience other than our fellow warriors. There are so many of our fellow warriors that I've talked to, that I've met, that they've been able to turn their lives around, that they told the doctors, look, I've had enough of this nonsense. I've had enough of this abuse. I've had enough of you telling me that my life is going to be shit and that there's nothing more I can do except just accept it and suffer and die. Because that's not how it works. That's them putting their mindset, their problems, their incompetence and inability to use their medicine properly. Honestly, to me, this goes against the Hippocratic Oath. The Hippocratic Oath is to do no harm to others. And if you're mentally abusing people, if you're mentally putting these problems into somebody else's head, that they're not good enough, and they're never going to be good enough to have a better life, that's abuse. That's bullying. And that's bullshit. And we're trying to avoid the nonsense and the chaos of other people not understanding, not living the life, just because they're incompetent with their own skills, just because they don't have the knowledge yet, they haven't evolved into the next version of themselves yet, it doesn't mean that you can't. You know, that's why we find ways to be the best version of ourselves. This is why you do more than the doctor tells you, not just what the doctor tells you. You need to make sure that you Take care of yourself like you matter. I can't say this enough. You probably have heard this and you will continue to hear me say this phrase because it is through repetition. You will also start to understand this and believe this. You should say it to yourself so you can build up. It should be a mantra that I am worth it, that I am worth more and I will do more to be the best version of myself. You should tell yourself this all the time. You know, you are the source of your own abundance. You know, you should, this is a good mantra too, where you say, I am the source of my own abundance because you ultimately decide what it is that's going on in your life. If you're going to respond and be miserable, or if you're going to respond and be happy, oftentimes if we're stuck reacting instead of responding. It's a lot harder because we're out of control. We're being triggered. Haven't gotten control of these triggers yet. Don't understand what they are, but it's your responsibility to learn what they are so that you can explain them to other people and find out who's really on your team. Because there's gonna be a lot of people in your life you might realize aren't really on your team. They, they think that you're there to entertain and amuse them. And you, know, you are here to have an amazing life. You're here to have an opportunity to be the best version of yourself. Um, I, I've gotten a couple of these phrases from a few different people. Here's another one I really like is I'm not going to beg anyone else for an opportunity that I can create myself. And I think this is truly a powerful statement. And if you say these, any of these, you know, intentions, you put them forward, especially this last one, I am not going to beg someone else for an opportunity that I can create myself. 
this can help you move forward knowing just, just how powerful you are. We already talked about how much 7.3 trillion volts running through your body, that's pretty powerful. Your brain is a quantum computer able to process all these things like on such an amazing level, whether you're awake, whether you're asleep, whether you're doing these things, your brain is still running. You know, your heart is one of the most powerful muscles in your body, is pumping the blood, the life source through your body. It uses energy, circulation, nutrients go out into your muscles, into your skin, into your organs. These things all rely on communication between these, plus your gut, your stomach, everything that you eat, your digest. This is earth school stuff where food you put into your body helps make you the best next best version of yourself. If you're not eating right, if you're putting crap in your body, you're not going to feel right. So that's why it's important to go find out how these foods make you feel physically, mentally, emotionally. I mean, are you exhausted after you eat something? You, you probably need to be figuring out if you're eating too much because we talk about that being a digestive problem, like eating too much or just not being able to transform and transport your food out. You could be eating stuff that's too cold. One of these things that I did with uh, the older gentleman that I was helping recently uh, was warm his foods up, give him some herbs and some different things that help foods, foods, additional supplements that would help him build his warmth and internal warmth, his adrenals help kind of increase that process so that he was actually able to get up out of bed and do a lot more. And used to, instead of being freezing all the time, he actually got to a more normal temperature and could enjoy, enjoy normal temperatures. Um, so again, you really need to know what your intent is. You really need to know that you are the one that creates your future. And that by taking this knowledge, taking these things into action, not just a good read, not just something you know you should do. I mean, we all know we should eat better. We all know we should you know, go to bed or not drink or do these different things, but it really comes down to if you don't actually take action on it, it's a waste. You just, you have knowledge without action. It, it will not get you the results that you need. You can't just wish and hope and get results. You have to put one step forward. You have to take one bite at a time, one breath at a time, one heartbeat at a time, you know, and you will find this mental health, this physical health, the emotional health. And it's one of the, it's wealth. Honestly, your, your, your health and is your wealth. It's one of these things you can't replace. You can't replace your health. People don't realize how important health is until it's gone. You know, people place value over money. And so they're willing to kill themselves and hurt themselves for a couple dollars and, you know, hope for that they can figure it out or push through or power through. There's been so many people that I treated, CEOs of companies, actors, musicians, all these people that like are trying to push through for money as opposed to saying, all right, cool, I need to be more aware of me and do more for me. You know, these oftentimes we find we want an enabler. We want somebody to help us continue doing what we did before, you know, so we'd carry on with whatever it is that we were pre-programming ourselves that we we're conditioning to do. And that's why you got to learn to be the best version of yourself, how to be the source of your own abundance. And it starts again with a mindset you know, where your thoughts go, energy flows. If you're going to be thinking about all the things that went wrong or could go wrong, it's going to give you anxiety and depression. 
and it could lead to more health problems. You can give yourself seizures. You can give yourself inflammation. You can kind of just indigestion. Seriously, if you're not eating and absorbing your nutrients, you're going to feel malnourished. You're going to be weak. You're going to be getting fat and bloated. You're just not going to feel good. So this is why it's important to manage it, to make sure that whatever it is that you're doing becomes the next best version of yourself. So we talked before about doing some journaling, doing some different things to kind of help set your intentions. So one of the books that I journal out of or I've used that I've learned, see if I can get this clear enough for you guys. Uh, oh, da, 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 da. All right, it's not coming through very clear, but you know, it's the first thing on this page. I'll draw it up on the whiteboard for you so you can get a better view. Um, first thing right here, you can create this in your own journal. You can write this inside the Epsi app. If you're using the Epsi app, it really helps. So we're gonna go with purple. So you pick your date. You know, today is 10, uh, should be the 17th. So October 17th. All right, next thing we're gonna do is like, I'm grateful for. So we talked about this about gratitude journal journal great all four so write what you're grateful for you know hey i'm grateful for you being here taking the time to invest in yourself i'm grateful for that so it's you know people who made a difference you know, so you can do this every day. Who made a difference in your life today? People that made a difference. Because somebody's got to be in your life. Somebody's made a difference. And, you know, even if it's myself, I'm grateful for myself. I should be on the list. You should be grateful for yourself. You know, if you've got somebody else, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a friend, a lover, you know, whatever. Somebody that's helping you out a little bit got a doctor I mean, hopefully maybe you're grateful for me you know for trying to help you understand that you can be a better version of yourself so you know grateful for my friends and family you know the ones that stick by me i got some people that are pretty cool you know i appreciate being able to have relationships with the good people and getting rid of the ones that aren't helping me out so you know these people really make a difference for me. My mentors, I'm really grateful for my mentors who I talk to, you know, who have guided me along the way. These people make a huge difference for me. So, you know, bam, bam, bam. All right. So the next thing on this list here is what I have learned. What I learned. You know, every day. You're trying to figure out what's going on with you, what you've learned for the day. So maybe you learned today about how to sit in meditation, how to sit in meditation. Maybe you learned how to do belly breathing. Nobody ever taught you how to do belly breathing. How to belly breathe to control my all right so that's a big one for me i was i learned this stuff and i was really grateful you know my achievements you know so i'm running out of room here so we're gonna erase this and we'll go back to the top but 
right. Next thing on your list you could write down is what your achievements are. What did you achieve today? And achievements. One, two, three, four, five. I mean, maybe you just achieved getting out of bed. And I got out of bed today. Got out of bed. I put on clothes because, you know, sometimes it's hard. If you're depressed, if you're frustrated, you're gonna be a little, uh, might just end up being in the same clothes for a while. You don't really change from pajamas to anything else. So that can definitely be an achievement accomplishment. I mean, I ate breakfast, ate breakfast. It means I had food. There was food available, ate breakfast. So you should be, you know, make your breakfast, whatever. If you're doing these things, like what have you achieved? You know, did you go for a walk? I think that's an awesome, go for a walk. I achieved getting out of the house and taking care of me, doing some exercises. Like these are, these are easy, important things. So just, if there's nothing that you think is spectacular, like honestly, these things are amazing achievements. You know, and sometimes you might just say, hey, I did laundry today did laundry, washed dishes, you know, whatever accomplishments are, they're worth putting down. And then you can reflect back on these throughout the week. At the end of the week on Sunday, if you've got a journal where you're writing it all down, you know, I got some dates from places back here where I've worked on this you know, a little bit, a couple different versions of journals. So I try to play around with which ones I like the best. But, you know, what are your accomplishments for the day? And, of course, the number one priority for tomorrow. So this is number one priority for tomorrow. So this is why it's important to plan. This is gets you knowing tomorrow what what's the one thing you need to accomplish. So you've got a doctor's visit or a doctor's appointment, you need to make sure you got that. If you've got uh, to go to work and make sure you get there at a certain time, you put that. If you're not working and just taking care of yourself, number one priority for myself is to take care of yourself. Like you matter. Well, you know, that's that's good because this is should be a priority is taking care of yourself. But you know, oftentimes in this process, you can go deeper and decide what it is that you can do to take care of yourself. Maybe it just be, you wanna start meditating. You wanna start making sure you go for a walk every day, get that energy going, the energy flowing, help reduce the pain of stagnation of just sitting there and being miserable. So you know, number one priority, what you wanna do the next day and then you know when you get up, you're like, all right, what's the one thing I need to do today? You know, and it's a whole lot easier instead of going, oh, I don't know what I'm doing today. I don't really have an agenda, which we often find ourselves. Most people don't know what they're doing. Most people don't have a plan. Most people just get through the day on caffeine and weirdness. So, you know, a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of I don't know. We'll just deal with it when we get there. Uh, doesn't give you the success that you deserve that you should have in your life. So there's different ways of help planning out like what your tomorrow is going to look like once you get your kind of gratitude, your appreciation, your achievements, understand what you've been able to pull off for the day. 
um, you might want to be able to do something more like this one here and where it's actually broken down into some hours i really like this one i do it for the week so basically you start with what time do you wake up and what time are you going to bed or you're ending your day at so you generally want to make sure you write down what the mo most important tasks are for the day so if you got more than just one thing you need to get done um two or three honestly it's like one thing is the biggest thing to focus on if you can accomplish one thing every day you're doing great but if you could do more and you got two or three things you need to accomplish like let's say you you want to wash the dishes you want to do your laundry and you want to make your bed well just keep it simple right these are nice accomplishments so if you and they make you feel good too because honestly if you're cleaning up your environment you're cleaning up yourself if you're you're helping out with yourself your mind your body and your emotions will feel a whole lot cleaner and accepting and uh, loving because we have clutter everywhere around us you feel a little bit of clutter in your your mind your consciousness you feel clutter in your heart you're just like this starts getting a little intense and overwhelming because there's just too much disorder going on so keeping it nice easy you know most important for the day most important and i recommend one to three things only you know and if you can get just one of them you're good if you get all three of them it's awesome but then you also want to brain dump you know and the whole aspect of what are other tasks that you'd like to get done other tasks so it could be uh washing the windows it could be um just having a conversation with somebody it could be joining a support group going to the gym talking to somebody that helps empower you you could have all kinds of things you really want to get done I mean, if you want you can even throw on cleaning your silverware i mean some people like to polish the silver i hear i don't really have silver so i don't really get into that one but i mean activities things that you want to do you want to draw do you want to sing a song do you want to write a song do you want to you know what do you want so you want to brain dump so that you've got an idea of like stuff you'd like to accomplish that isn't nearly as important as these first three things so um this makes it a whole lot easier for you to know what it is that you're going to do and then you can put in your time slots when you think you might do it so this is important inside the fc app you can do this you can do scheduling uh you can schedule what time it is you get up what time you go to sleep when it is you eat foods, what appointments you have, and the seventh day is the best day to do it for the week. So you're able to make sure, wow, it looks like I ran over today. So this is a longer one. So hopefully you're staying and bearing with this whole process because it's really important to make sure that you're planning for the week. So we covered meditation. But I want to make sure that now that you're focused, you're clear headed, that you can kind of think a little bit. You, know, you can do this before First thing in the day, first thing in the morning, I highly recommend just doing some breathing and connecting, relaxing, getting out of some of the pain and hypervigilance so that you can think straight and you can plan and you can work on the plan that you made hopefully the week before, like Sunday, you know what you're gonna do Monday through the rest of the week so that you know, so that you're not anxious and confused and concerned and like, did I remember this? Like, you know, it's a reminder set there. It really helps because there's been a lot of times if I don't put it in my phone, if I don't put it down, if I don't write it, I'm going to forget. And all of a sudden, I might have an email reminder five minutes, 10 minutes before something I'm supposed to be at, and it doesn't happen. And um, 
you know, I missed something I felt like was important. Sundays is my meditation group, usually there at 10 o'clock. And uh, this has been the important thing for me. Instead of meditating with my group, I'm here teaching you more about your how you can meditate, how you can do things to plan and prepare for the week. It's, again, it's incredibly important to make sure that you take the time to plan for yourself, to help yourself know what to do. It reduces, again, so much of your stress, so much of your anxiety, so much of your worry about whether or not you're going to do it or not. So you write in, if you do the week, you want to make sure you've got a whole week filled out so you know, like, if you've got a class this day and you don't want to miss it, you want to put it in there. You know, if you've got date night, you want to put it in there. You want to make sure that these things, you know, that are important to you are scheduled and happening. If you want to hang out with friends, you know, understanding it, sometimes it's tentative. We make plans that we can't always follow through because we don't have control all the time over uh, our own health, our situation until we start gaining control. And then we're able to do so much more. So, if you can do this, you will actually notice how much more freedom, how much happier you can be, how much less stress is available because it's like, all right, what am I doing? You're like, oh, right, the plan is this. You know, this is why you want to plan your meals. Like, do yourself grocery shopping with a meal plan. Make sure you know what foods you need in order to make these meals so you know what to buy. It's so much easier at the grocery store because if you're just at the grocery store, Trying to remember what you think you might want to do is you're going to forget a lot of stuff. Everybody does it, even people without epilepsy. They go without a plan and you forget. You're like, oh, I'm going to remember that. But things happen. You leave the door and there's this phenomena where you forget stuff and that information is still trapped in that room you left. So sometimes that's leaving your house. Sometimes it's leaving the car door. Sometimes it's walking into the grocery store door. You suddenly forget something you just was thinking about on your way in. So it's a very common phenomenon. This is why it's again, important to plan, to make yourself some notes, to give yourself something to reflect back on and be able to help be the best version of yourself. And, all right. So again, I'd like to thank you for being here and investing in yourself. It's very, very important to make sure that you are and capable to do, do you. You need to do you. Don't let other people tell you who you are, what you are, or what that means to them. You need to be able to tell them what it means to you. So when you're doing these plans, when you're figuring out, hey, why did I not accomplish this plan? You can understand like, okay, well, I got triggered here, you know, and this made things harder for me. You know, and then you can try to do less of that. And then you find the things that you can do that make you feel better and you do a lot more of that. So this is why it's really easy. And inside the Epsi app, you can mark when you had a seizure, how you're feeling, and you can send this over to myself. You can add me as one of your care team members. You can send this to your doctors. You can send this to your friends and your family if you want them to be part of what's going on with you. This is a really, really easy way to be able to manage your life because you cannot manage what you don't measure. I know I had a lot of problems doing the whole reading, writing thing for years and just giving myself seizures, trying to figure it all out, but not really being able to write it down and reflect back on, all right, what is this? It's taken me a long time. I don't want you guys to have to go through years, years of like trying to figure this out without anybody there to help you. That's why I'm here because I know that epilepsy sucks. 
and I don't just know it, I understand it, I live it. You know, it is just a reminder that there are just things that we, we have limitations, but we can push past them. We can do more as we grow into that person that we want to be. So you can be a better version of yourself. You can be the next best version of yourself. And you can find more ways to be the person that you can actually be proud of, that you can be, I'm amazing. And you understand how amazing you are. So you can bring that amazing with you everywhere. So that you know what you have to offer to any relationship and any situation you're in. And it's okay to find yourself in situations where you're unsure and you don't have the answer. I mean, nobody has, nobody knows everything. Anybody who tells you that they know everything is a liar. And, you know, they're definitely not the person that I'm going to be hanging out with. Uh, people, I'm telling you, the best thing you can do is stay in a state where you can learn. Stay in a state where you can hear new ideas and you can accept the fact that there are possibilities other than what you've been taught, what you've been limited to, because this is how you grow. This is how you become a better person is you start questioning yourself, questioning the people around you, questioning what everybody's trying to force on you and decide, is this right for me? So I'd like to thank you again for joining us today. I know it's Sunday, I went a little bit longer today, but it's super important to make sure that you are taking care of yourself, you're breathing right, you understand how to put this together and how you're planning for the week. So make sure you plan for the week and you can see a huge difference in the way that you start improving, the quality of your life, the quality of being able to accomplish your goals and actually feel happy because when you're not getting your goals done where we're not achieving anything in our life, it, it feels frustrating, it feels stagnant, it feels gross, it feels like, there's something wrong. And so that's why you have to understand there's only so much that you can do in a day. We all have the same 24 hours, but we don't all have the same strengths and abilities to accomplish things. So whether you're sleeping 20 hours a day or you're just sleeping five or six, you know, that uh, it takes training, it takes work into building and discovering who you are so that you can be the best version of yourself. So this is the end of the challenge. Congratulations. You are awesome. So you say it to yourself, say it out loud. Yes, I am awesome. Yes, I did a great job. You did a great job showing up here. You truly did. Just being a part of this, just listening, just putting up with the fact that there's so much more that you could be doing. You could be ignoring yourself. You could be watching Netflix, but you are an action taker. You are somebody who wants to be able to have a better life. So this is why we are going to continue this journey. You are available to join this journey live. You can join the Epilepsy Health, the Epilepsy Well coursework. The Take Back Your Control from Epilepsy Hell goes beyond a challenge into, you know, next six to 10 weeks, we're going to be able to cover what it is you can do, we're going to offer you again. You can we'll come together as a group. We're going to discuss everything, the trials and tribulations of the week, and what you can do to be the next best version of yourself so that you can find out what to do when the drugs don't work and the doctors don't have the answer. So go ahead and email me, or if there's a link, an upgrade, upsell in this course, wherever you're looking at this from, you can email me at 
Alma Wayne at MyersGood.com is the easiest thing right now. I'll be working on the website. So in the coursework, in the Facebook group, wherever in the future, there is actually going to be a link that you're going to be able to follow so that you can gain this. But right now, if you are ready to invest in yourself, to be able to have somebody hold your hand to help you get the results that you need, that isn't going to beat you up along the way, isn't going to tell you that you're worthless, isn't going to find an excuse to not be there for you because I know what it's like when people aren't there for you and I just want you to succeed. I want you to have the answers and I want you to be able to have the best amazing life you have possible. So just email me, let me know, hey, look, I'm ready to do more with my life and then I want your help. And how do I get started? And I will get back to you and you can join and continue this process and we'll work with you until you find out your best version of yourself because you deserve more. So thank you. Have yourself a wonderful day, morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are, whatever time you're watching this, make sure you do more than the doctor tells you and you take care of yourself like you matter.